Hey there, welcome to Build Your Tribe. My name is Shaleen Johnson. And my name is Brock Johnson. With more than 25 years of experience in a variety of businesses, I promise to share with you the ins, the outs, my failures, and successes. And my goal is to share with you these social media money-making strategies to turn your idea into passive income. Every week, my son, Brock, and I will share with you perspectives that will serve you regardless of the stage that you're at in your business. Whether you're a solo entrepreneur looking to grow your brand in social media or you've got dreams for a global brand, Build Your Tribe is here to serve you. All right, Mom, this one's all you. Hey there. Thanks so much for joining us today on Build Your Tribe. This is a special edition for a couple of reasons. Number one, Brett and I don't normally do Build Your Tribe episodes together. My son Brock and I have, and of course, my husband Brett and I, we run our company together. He's often a featured guest on The Shaleen Show, but I don't think people realize how much we work together and how involved he is in our day-to-day business and operations, decisions, and strategies around Team Johnson and the 131 Method. We love putting together live events. We love helping other entrepreneurs, other thought leaders rise up. We love seeing students of ours who become so successful that eventually they're able to ask us to come and speak at one of their events. Like, that's the coolest thing. And in this episode, what we'd like to share with you is an interview we did with our friend Pete Vargas. Now, Pete is an expert at finding the right stage for the right speaker. And by stage, I mean it could be a physical stage. It could be the right video platform. He's just, he's really good at matching the right speaker to the right event. And in this episode, Brett and I share what it is we are looking for, kind of as meeting planners, as people who put together events, what we're looking for in presenters, in the right kind of people, and the people who we want to mentor and pour into and see succeed. I think you're going to love this interview. We've never done anything like this before, and it's not a topic that we've really explored much here on Build Your Tribe. So without further ado, Pete Vargas and in his interview with Brett and myself. Hey, welcome to Inside the Green Room with Pete Vargas III. We are so excited to have you here today on episode number three. We are with Shalene and Brett Johnson today, two of my favorite people, new friends of mine, but I've been following their work for several, several years. And one of the things that I constantly heard was, man, Shalene's events are an experience unlike any other. And then I would always hear that they were sold out and just people raving about them online. And I thought to myself, what is she doing? What is Brett doing to create such an amazing experience for their people? And so today in this episode, not only are we going to explore what she's doing and what you can be doing with your events, but we're also going to be talking about you know, just how they make a decision in hiring their speakers. There's a couple of things that I'm going to ask her that might not be normal questions that I ask every meeting planner. And so for all of you speakers out there that feel like I'm not a big name, or even for all of those powerful women speakers out there that I've seen you and I know how powerful you are on stages, I've got a couple of questions for both of those groups of people that I think you're really going to enjoy as I ask Shalene some questions around what it takes to get on stages. So enjoy episode number three with Shalene and Brett Johnson. 
Hey, everybody. I'm excited to announce my next guests. Shalene and Brett Johnson are the founders of the Smart Life Movement and the 131 Method. Together, they have built and sold several multi-million dollar lifestyle companies and have helped countless people do the same. Shalene and Brett run Smart Life and Team Johnson, two lifestyle businesses with a fun, loving, collaborative team focused on helping others live a healthier, more simplified life through their online academies, their membership sites, and live sold out seminars. Brett and Shalene, excited to have you on Inside the Green Room today. Well, thank you so much for having us. We're excited to be here. Thanks, Pete. Really quickly, tell everybody, that's a great bio, but give everybody a little background into y'all and your business and a little bit of maybe even about your family. Well, we've never done this together. Can I break on you and then you break on me? Yeah. Okay. Mr. Johnson, we met in college and he was a, a quarterback at Michigan State. Uh, graduate, we both graduated from Michigan State and went into business together pretty early in our marriage. Brett is a coach. Like he's the strategist for our business. He's the, I'm kind of often thought of as the front man, but Brett is really the person who makes all of the moving pieces make sense. He's the person who makes sure everything's profitable, that looks at the operations of our business. He's the networker. He's the person who works with our affiliates, our plans, our events, our event planners, our speakers. He really is the mechanics behind our business and he's so good at it. And he's a great chef too. Yeah. So the, the backstory is, yes, we met at Michigan State, um, moved out here to California. Shaleen is, uh, comes from an entrepreneurial background family and she's done it her whole life. I did not. I came from a teacher's, coach's family with a steady income and you know, you just go and you get your paycheck. So um, it didn't take but a couple of years into our marriage that we decided that let's just go for this and do this together, um, which she, you know, persisted. She didn't, she persisted, but she was like very, she wanted to do it on my terms, which was awesome. And I just think that together we make an amazing team. Shalene is if I'm the back person that's making all sure that the mechanics work, she's the Ferrari in the front. You know, she's the one that's going a hundred miles an hour and we're trying to keep up with her. I think that I know this, this shows about speakers, but, and we're going to talk a lot about speakers that we've had on our stages and how to get on our stage. But I think Shalene's probably the best speaker, male or female out there. Wow. She can definitely work any type of crowd. It doesn't matter who's in the audience. She knows how to change her message. She can change her message on the dime and just um, feed off of energy. And you are in for a treat if you ever get to go see her live. <laughs> yeah, I can echo that. Like I've gotten to see her live. I just saw her live a few weeks ago and I'm blown away just like I did the very first time that I heard her. And I know a lot about Shalene, but I didn't know a lot about Brett. And I was my mind was blown because I got to see like the lineage of his dad and him and his brother and his sons and his daughter. It was so amazing. Like I was a I wanted to be a sports agent. So I was geeking out. <laughs> like thinking like, oh my God, yeah, I know him. I know his brother. Like I didn't connect the dots. So <laughs> an amazing guy and somebody that's incredible to have as the backbone running things. It's been a pleasure getting to work with him in many ways. And so, so today I'm really excited because we're going to tackle some things that, you know, are talked about, but not often tackled. And so we have a lot of people listening that run events mm -hmm. and we also have people who are wanting to speak on stages. So let's start in the bucket of those folks that run events, mm. you know, you, you have an event. Tell us a little bit about your big 
event that y'all do? And who is it that's you are attracting? What is the niche that's coming to your event that you do? Talk about your event for a quick minute. Well, we have a couple different events. We have a, a marketing impact event. That's a high-end ticket. That's uh, entrepreneurs for the most part. And then we do some lifestyle events. Those are probably bigger events, smaller tickets. And we've got some stuff planned for tw- the end of 2019, beginning of 2020. That will be really big events, lower price point, but definitely kind of a, a lifestyle attendee in terms of a niche, fitness, health, um, overall wellness. The ones that we love the most, frankly, is the big ticket event, the Marketing Impact Academy. That's a you know it's a two thousand dollar event that we get a, you know roughly a thousand people, twelve hundred people to that event. It is seventy five to eighty percent female, mm-hmm. and they are fun. You know, it's my tribe. Yeah. It's the people who I've attracted who. They, they understand our audience really gets me and I really get them. And it's a super fun event. It's high energy. And we bring really powerful speakers onto the stage who fit with that tribe. Yeah. So, Brett, I'm curious, like a question to you, because Shalene might not brag on herself as much. And I know it's the two of you in, in combo here. But what's blown me away about your event, I remember hearing about it from like three people in one week. And I don't know if y'all remember, but I reached out with a bomb bomb video back in the day. It's one of the things that we teach people to do is reach out via bomb bomb video. Mm-hmm. But y'all have created such raving fans. And it's like, I know it's work to get that many people in the room, but it seems effortless. Like I remember Jimmy and I remember Sean and I remember Pat and I remember even Mel talking about this amazing event. And I'm like, I haven't heard about it. But then when I started paying attention, it was like all of these raving fans out there were just going berserk and bananas about this event. Like, what are you guys doing so differently? What can other events learn from you that y'all are doing to create such a, a community of raving fans and event that fills up every single time? Yeah. And I don't want to make this sound like other speakers don't do this or other people don't do this in their event. But the the reason why I think our fans are so um, raving and just that they, they come, they come through all the time is because of two things. One, Shalene shows up for them on a daily basis, whether it's in social or on podcast. When you show up for your community all the time and you're always teaching and you're always giving them advice, there's some loyalty there. So that's the first thing. And then the second thing is that how honest she is, that she will tell you when she doesn't like something and when she really likes something and she'll she'll just say, hey, go out and get this. It's going to help your life. And I have no affiliation with it. I don't get $1 from it. And it's just something that's going to improve your life. And or here's a hack that, you know, that most people might go, oh, we could make this a course and charge, you know, a hundred dollars for it. No, she just go, goes right on social media and shows you what that hack is and says, I hope this helps you out. So the fact that she gets so much, her fans are just believe in her so much, they trust her. So it's like trust and like, and, and um, there's a lot of honesty there and that she shows up every day. No, that's incredible. Shaleen, what, anything you would add to that? Yeah, I tried to design our events and not to toot our own horn, but a lot of people have, especially female kind of niched markets have really tapped into some of the things that they saw happening at our event. I think we were one of the first events that really made music and movement part of the seminar. So I tried to design our, I'm a seminar attendee. That's how I learned everything. It's like, I've learned so much more attending live events and online events than I ever did with my degree. And I learned so much, but there was also things that were really uncomfortable about seminars that I wanted to make sure our event didn't have. I wanted to think of it from the perspective of an attendee when I put our 
own event together. So things like the temperature of the room, how many breaks there were, standing spaces all around the room. I hate freaking creative people hate freaking sitting for hours. So it's that we have a live DJ so that instead of just having people stand up and do the you know, the same thing everybody does where you say, massage the person next to you, stand up and give them a high five or just clapping. We literally have full blown dance breaks. And all I have to do is this. I whistle and I've got a DJ who the second I whistle, he's got tracks lined up for me and I jump off the stage and I make everybody get up, move out into the aisles. And it's not just a obligatory, you know, step clap. We like make people dance and drop it down and people are doing the worm and doing and break it. Like people just go crazy and we get them their energy pumped up. We get the mood in the room. We get the blood pumping. We get people out of their seats. We get people to stretch and we teach every one of our speakers when they're on stage, whether they're comfortable doing that or not, we want them to get the crowd up. They might not have to dance, but we need them to get the crowd up because that's my girl. And we make it fun. I do a lot of things that have nothing to do with what you're learning. Like we'll do a lip sync competition. We'll do, um, you know, have a drag queen introduce me like just really. So it's entertaining and it's fun. I change my outfit. This is a girl thing too. This is part of the reason why I'm able to attract the female entrepreneurs is I know her mind. And she's not just interested in the content, she's interested in everything. So I change my outfit three times. If I'm speaking in a day, I'll I'll change my outfit a minimum of three times. A lot of thought into just the aesthetics and the sound and the experience of it, not just sitting and taking notes for hours and hours and hours. Little things like I, I'm sorry, I'll also have them like the first thing I have them do is to send a text off to whoever made it possible for them to be there. Because I know as a female, that's hard to do. It's hard to talk your significant other into taking care of the kids, taking care of, you know, the driving. And if you're not making it easy for her to come back next year, the likelihood of that becomes much lower. Wow. There's some massive nuggets in there. Like I want, like I'm writing here and I'm like, okay, holy cow. Shalene just mentioned like events that she's attended or greater than some of her degrees. And she talked about the one text that you can encourage your audience to do. That's actually going to bring a bond to some, a loved one in their life that helped make that possible that, you know, like, holy cow. And then obviously the whole experience, we learn better when we move. Like we just learn better. Like we retain the knowledge that's being presented that weekend. And so Brett, you were going to, were you going to say anything else to that? I was just going to, when she was talking about the three outfit changes, I saw you laugh a little bit. So, um, so you get the overall picture. You should see what our suite looks like by Sunday after a three day event, (laughs) because there's not a, there's not a lot of like, those are three outfit changes and she has a full system for that. So she's, she can teach speakers, women speakers, on like how to do your own event and stuff like that. Um, But that's been years in the making, but it's literally looks like a crime scene. (laughs) Yeah, no, I love that. I love what y'all are doing to create an experience. So let's tackle the opposite because I want people to learn. We learn from mistakes. Um, We obviously learn from the things that we're doing well, but we also learn from mistakes. So what's a mistake that y'all have made with your event over the last several years that other people who host events can learn from? I have two for you. Um, First one is when you show up, as an event planner, you are going to be um, like wine and dine because they want your business at the hotel. It's almost like going into a, a house that you're trying to buy and they just try to avoid the bad spots, right? Mm-hmm. But so they show you all these great things. And what do they do immediately? They take you into the lunch thing and they got a special lunch for you. And they're, you know, they bring out everybody and they're all clapping and you just can't get caught up in that. You have to go and say, Okay, what's going to happen on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday of my three-day event? And I want to go walk 
the entire property. I want to know where I'm going to, I want to know from a standpoint of when we break for lunch, where is the lunch spot? How far do they have to walk? Do you have enough seating there for my guest? You have to, you have to literally ask all those questions. You have to say, okay, if, um, if the speaker, the host doesn't want to go through the crowd, which usually they don't do, you have some kind of like back of room, you know, elevator service elevator and stuff like that. You want to see that you want to see where the service elevator lets you out, where they're going to have to walk to what the green room looks. If you're doing tests, testimonials at your event, everything A to Z say, okay, we can go have your pretty little lunch after we get done looking at your hotel. (laughs) And then the second thing is um, once you're done with that meeting and you kind of negotiated there in verbal text, you know, you're saying, okay, what's your room block, all those different things. Make sure when the contract comes back, because it comes back, you know, 30 pages that you take time to read all 30 pages and that be very, very clear that what you discussed is in the contract. Because if you just sign that contract, that hotel's got a lot bigger pockets than you and they're going to win in any kind because of, they have a contract. So just a minor mistake there can, it can end your, it could end your business. So, wow, that's so good. And so like event hosts, like I want you to think about the things they've said, like m- my mind's blown right now, things that I can do around our events to make them better. And I'll tell you what, there's one actionable item in what the two of them just shared with us that you can take action in your next event to make the experience so much better. So, Hey, so let's transition into those people that are listening that want to be on more stages. They want to be on more stages. Your stage would be what many people would call a dream stage. I've actually last year in our launch, we had people put their top five dream stages in the comments section after our first part of our workshop, our first video. And your uh, event came up multiple times, like multiple times, like as one of the people's dream stages. That's awesome. I want to tackle something that a lot of people don't want to talk about. You just mentioned that 75 to 80% of your attendees are women. And at most events, especially entrepreneur events, 80 to 90% are men. That's just the reality. Those are facts. I'm just stating something that's black and white. Sure. Let's talk about stages. Why are there not more women on all stages? I'm not talking about just female entrepreneur, female like niched events. I'm talking about all events. Why do we not have more women on stages? I think women are afraid to sell. You know, and by selling, I mean really be so convicted in what it is that you're teaching with such confidence and enthusiasm and in a way that people really feel like you are being of service to them, you know, which is what you're doing. Even if you're not asking people to pull out their credit card, you're still in sales. You're still convincing people that you can help them in transformation. And I think, I think, um, just. Generally speaking, a lot of women shy away from that angle. It's easier to get on stages if you have the ability to close and confidence is is huge. I think too many women, personally speaking, I've seen too many women who either have vocal quality that doesn't command an audience. Like vocal quality is huge. Women get into your voice training. Let somebody pick you apart. You may be coming across uh, too female, if that makes sense. Like too girly, too sexual. I've had, you know, a few speakers where I thought, I don't think that's the right out. Even though you're speaking to an audience of women, I don't think that's the right outfit to wear because it's all we're looking at is your boobs. <laughs> and I think it's really important that women um, understand that you, you need coaching. Yeah. And then next, I would say that 
you know, when does that happen in someone's career? And and I was thinking about this the other day, how I was hoping that there would start to be more women on stages. But really, I don't know that I hope that. I honestly hope, because I wasn't on many stages while our kids were young. Um, I, I declined most of those opportunities. I did my speaking like this on camera, except our own event um, and just a few others. And that is because our kids were most important to both of us. So I would dare say for men and women that if you do have kids and they're a priority, make them a priority instead of you getting on stages. And I just, I, I would be inauthentic if I didn't say that. It was not my objective to get on stages. It was my objective to pick the best ones because I need to be right here with our kids. Mm, no, that's amazing. And you know, I think it's important to, I have never shared this story. At least I don't recall sharing it publicly. I was at a big event last year, thousands of people, and I came off stage and I had some powerful women that came up to me at the end. I could tell that they wanted to be on stages and there was two of them. And a lot of people are mistaking selling for like actually selling on stages. No, I believe that there's this component of actually putting yourself out there to sell yourself of why you should be on their stage in the first place. Yeah. So these two women came up to me and one was over here saying, Pete, more powerful women need to be on stages. And then she's telling me all the reasons and I'm nodding my head. Yes, yes, yes. I agree. I agree. And then the woman to my left says, yes, that needs to happen. Like we want you to help advocate and make that happen. And she begins to tell me a story, Shaleen. And she says, my boss was putting on an event and I was the one that needed to be the speaker. I knew what he wanted on the stage at this certain time with this topic. I was the best person for that. And I cannot believe that he paid someone else a lot of money and didn't hire me. Mm. And I followed it up with one question. I said, did he know you wanted to be on the stage? Yeah. And she said, no. And I said, you've got to put yourself out there. He can't read your mind like he can't or she can't. It doesn't matter. He or she, you have to be willing to put yourself out there because what I know from event hosts, they're looking for women. They want powerful women, but they want powerful women that are going to put themselves out there and say, I will knock it out of the park for you. I will provide so much value to your audience. And I want to do that. It, that story always comes back to me, Shaleen, because in her mind, she just assumed he would just choose her. There's a proactive approach. I don't know what comes up for you as I share that story. What comes up for me is the importance of putting in your time too often, we will reach out to a, a speaker, female or otherwise, that you know we, we know we're giving them an incredible opportunity and they will give us a speaker fee and kind of that's unrealistic and other parameters that just I can already tell like this is somebody who's got some diva expectations or unrealistic expectations. And I think I'm looking for people who will be on our stage who are of service. Mm. And so that's what I'm listening for. I'm listening for that person who says, it doesn't matter. I'm going to make it work. My very first stages I was on were, uh, you know, Brendan Burchard, Brian Tracy. I, I didn't start on a little stage. I started on the big stages and I did it by asking if I could come and speak on their stage. And even with Brian Tracy, I sold from his stage and the commission that I had earned, I said, please keep it. Wow. I owe it to you for the things that I've, I've learned from you. And if I can be of service in any way and creating you testimonials and not just saying, if I can be of service, reach out to me because no one's going to do that. Be of service. And offer it without strings attached, you know. So I did. I created him. I, every time I spoke for him, I did it uh, pro bono. I didn't take any commission. If I sold for him, I would create testimonials for him. And, you know, same with Brendan. It's really important to me to be of service to the people who have been of service to me. Mm, that's awesome. So to both of you, I've got a question. Your, your, your event is sold out. You've got uh, 
freaking like energetic room. I'm so bummed that I couldn't be there this year. It's just like an amazing place to be. And obviously on our post, everybody was like, oh, that's one of my dream stages. So what does it take to get on such a powerful stage? Like what are going through both of your minds? Because I've seen, I've even seen Brett really curate that process and like it's, it's multi-layered. And so I know we could get into the weeds of this, but kind of at a, at a, just a, like a really high level, like what is it that, what does it take to get on y'all stage? Well, I think Shalene just kind of went over some of those parameters. Like um, number one would be like reputation right off the bat. You know, we're going to do our due diligence. You know, we, um, we first look for, you know, reputation, somebody that's, that's always serving their community as well. Cause if they are serving their community, they're going to come on our stage and serve our community. Cause first and foremost, when they're on our stage, we want them to come and teach, we want them to come and teach our audience something. And so we do a, we go into, Shaleen's kind of a ninja on social and she can dive in and find some stuff on some people that like they didn't even know existed. Right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so she's, so she goes into kind of a little bit of a stalker mode yeah. and just like, let's find some old videos, them speaking on other stages. Have they ever sold from the stage? Cause that's important. I mean, let's be honest, you're, you're developing a company that you want to put speakers on stages and, and a lot of speakers need to be able to sell from stage. Mm. So what did that look like when they've done it before? And, um, and that's not something that like, you know, you can get better at that. I mean, obviously just like anything else, it's, it's, it's like uh, shooting baskets. The more you shoot, the better you get, the more you speak, the more you sell, the better you get. Yeah. So those are a couple of things I'm sure you might. I would say that there, there's a million speakers right? There's pick a topic. I can find you a hundred people that present on it. So Brett and I believe part of our practice in the way that we create our business in our life is that we're going to give opportunities to people who we actually want to spend time with people who we actually like. So, cause we're going to find someone who can teach the same content most likely. So for us, we really try to look at the person's who they are and are they likable and are they fun to hang out with? Because if they're not fun to hang out with, we're not having fun. Are they, do they vibe with our tribe? That's a really important one. Do they vibe with our tribe? Because there's so many people that were like, oh gosh, they're great, but I don't think they're going to vibe with this group. Yeah. Um, are they honest? Do they, are they easy to work with? And we love, love, love giving people opportunities. We've launched the careers of, of many speakers. And when I say that, these are people who were already speaking on podcasts or video. They just weren't speaking from stage yet. So live audience. for those of you who, you know, just keep honing your skills until you get on those stages, but you're going to get better if you're podcasting on the regular, if you're doing YouTube and Instagram videos and live videos, the, especially lives, the more you do that, the more people like us can say, they haven't been a speaker on stage yet, but they can speak live. We, we have one speaker that has spoke the last four times on our stage and just going back and you think about all the way back six, seven years ago, how he started that process to get where he was, people would be like, oh my gosh, you just like, you came up and now you're on their stages. No, no, no. That process took years. First investing in the course, course, Marketing Impact Academy, then being a testimonial for marketing, reaching out and saying, hey, this has done wonders for my business. Can I create a video testimonial for you? Create a video testimonial. Can I be on your podcast? Can I do, just what can I do to help you and serve you? And you know, just keep showing up. Just like, like I said, that's what's so great about Shalene and her, you know, the fans is she keeps showing up. People that keep showing up for us. And that person's been in our life for the last five or six years and he's not going anywhere. Yeah. I want to say something that I, I personally 
don't like when speakers reach out to me and they say this, just so you know, I'm going to speak on your stage. I don't like that. And I, I probably, every event we do, I have at least 50 people that tell me that. And I'm like, noted. Like, it's just a weird, cocky, aggressive thing to do. And I know, I don't want to confuse people because you said, you know, you got to tell people that you are interested in doing that. But there's a way and a, and a moment to do that. And I don't personally think the timing to do that is until long after you are beyond being on their radar. You've been of service to them. Because if you're telling me you're going to speak on my stage, I'm like, oh, really? What are you going to do for me? Thanks for telling me what I'm going to do for you. It's, it's, that's, it's a, a be- that's like an automatic no for me. It's better to say, after I get to the point where I can speak on your stage, my goal someday is to be on your stage. But I know that I got to, I'm going to, I'm going to come through for you. I'm going to do this. I'm going to show up. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take some speaking classes. I'm going to do that podcast that you said. So our thing about coaching people, our pet peeve about coaching people, because we do it now for free. We reach out to people that we see that need you know, help or whatever. It's when we give them some advice and then a month later, they're still doing the same thing that they did before and didn't even take our advice. No, that, that's fine. Maybe our advice isn't going to work for everybody, but at least try it or don't ask us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. There's a couple of things that y'all said that are so important for speakers to hear or anybody that's wanting to be on any stage. Shalene just told you about a major mistake that you can make. Actually, I, I've never subconsciously recognized that, but I just realized right now while we're on here that that actually rubs me wrong too. Yeah. So one of the things that we have the power to do with one of the students, y'all know I was just on the 10X stage in, in February. And one of the bonuses we gave away is that one of the students gets five minutes on the stage next year, three to five minutes on the stage. And I get to pick that. Mm, they better be of service to you. Oh no. Well, I didn't realize that I, so many are like, I'm going to be the one on that stage next year. And I just smile. And I didn't realize subconsciously that it was rubbing me wrong right now. And it's rubbing me wrong because the initial out of the gates is you're making it about you. And our whole methodology to winning stages is making it about them. Yes. Figuring out how you win for them, which is being of service. And so the number one video that comes to me that are bomb bomb videos that drive me insane is it's when it's about me or I or them. And so I just realized like, holy cow, you just gave me another nugget of what not to say. Set the intention in your mind, like set that intention in your mind, have that as an internal goal, share it with your loved one, but don't make that the first words that come out of your mouth. And the second thing that Shalene said and Brett both said that are powerful is you don't have to be a big name speaker to get on people's stages. Shalene and Brett have helped launch multiple people's physical speaking careers on their stages because of who, how they showed up in their communities before that or who they were. And they had never been on a stage. And the one that comes to mind for me is the only event in 2017 that Pat Flynn paid to go to and he paid good money was our event. And he said it was because his eyes were opened up at Brett and Shalene's event. He's like, my eyes were opened up to the fact that stages could be so powerful. And he had a really, really good day that day. <laughs> um, we won't talk about that publicly, but we, but he had a great day that day. And he's like, I've got to learn how to do this right. And so don't, don't begin to pretend yourself that you have to be this veteran on all these stages to get, to get on stages. So 
Pat doesn't worry about it. He tells everybody what he makes. He puts it up on his on his podcast. Not he doesn't do it anymore. No, yeah. no. He's, he's too big. <laughs> he's too big now. He used to do it when it was six, but now when it's seven figures, he's he's not going to do it anymore. <laughs> no, that's funny. I love that. I love that. No, that's been that's incredible. So so let's move to the green room. This is our green room section. We go to the green room. We do a speed round of a few questions here in the green room that if you and I were sitting in your green room or my green room, I want to ask you some questions as we wind as we kind of wind down today. I want to know about a few speakers that have had an impact on you and Brett personally. Like I always talk about how David Robinson and Emmett Smith had an impact on my life, Brett. Um, Those two athletes had an impact on my life. Um, Like who are some of the speakers that have had an impact on your life personally? So I'll give you two. So speaker from, from a stage perspective is Bo Eason. Bar none. Just we have similar backgrounds. We've become friends over the past seven, eight years. And I just I've heard some of his stories, but I still love listening to him. I don't go do other things if he speaks at our event. I, I make sure that I'm sitting butts in a seat and captivated. And the other one, uh, sports figure, if anybody ever gets the opportunity and and for and he's probably not doing as much now that he used to do, is Lou Holtz. Mm. you know, famous college football coach. I mean, there's a reason why he gets, he gets his speaker fee is more than most presidents. Shalene, how about you? Any, any come to mind for you? Well, I mean, I, I'm a very loyal person. I believe in thanking your mentors. So I have to go with Brian Tracy. Even today, he's one of the most in-demand speakers, even though his style is, you know, it's traditional and and very um, maybe different from like a Gary Vaynerchuk style today. I try to get those two <laughs> both together. It'd be so funny. <laughs> but I freaking love him so much. And there's something about his delivery that I hear every word. His advice has changed my life in every way possible. And then I would say Brendan Burchard, and here's why. Um, first of all, from a speaker standpoint, you know, me being in his front row, um, learning, I went to world's greatest speaker the first year that he had it to the following year speaking on that stage. And so seeing him from an audience perspective and then seeing him from behind the scenes and the, the stuff that I learned as a, as a student and then how Beautifully, he poured into us Mm -hmm. as speakers, teaching us the things that would help us to preserve our energy, to protect ourselves when we're speaking, to how to set up the event, how to show up for your audience in such a way that you aren't empty if you have to come back on the stage a couple of hours later, like how to get through a three-day event. All of those like little teeny tiny things that most people spend decades learning, he was just very generous in sharing that information with us. And to this day, he's still one of the most authentic people, generous people, generous and authentic. He's, he's what he he is exactly what he is. And he's an open book. He shares all, all of his answers. Wow. That's, that's unbelievable. He's definitely had an impact on my life too. Um, A big impact on my life. Next question. Who are a couple of up and coming speakers that the world needs to know about? Well, I, um, I have to say, I'll give the male version. You can give the okay. female version. Um, and I'm not just saying this because we're related by blood, but one of our most popular speakers that we've ever had on our stage is our son, Brock. And not because he's our son, because he does tons of, like I've flown to other events to watch him speak there. He's just really likable and a great storyteller. And so I'd have to say Brock Johnson and his expertise is, you know, storytelling and using social media and how you craft stories to to really deliver a message. But there's a lot of them. Yeah. And he'll do a lot 
prior to the event. He's out there working <laughs> social and he's, you know, he's, he's one of those guys that will show up for you. Like he promote your event prior and all that kind of stuff. So and my, my female would be, and I really like listening to her speak, but Amy Porterfield, um, she's been on our stage before. Um, was it the first time that she sold from stage? Was it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first time that she sold from stage was at our event um, down in La Costa. But she's just been, she gives great advice. And she's another one of those people that just believes in, you know, abundancy and she shares her answers and she gives great advice and great tips. And um, she's so likable. And so like, it's not overly polished, overly rehearsed. She's just very authentic and humble. And, but she delivers without apologizing, if that makes sense. I've seen oftentimes speakers will either go too fast or they're not thinking about what the audience needs or reading the audience to figure out, okay, how do I need to curtail this just based on facial expressions? And I think Amy does a really great job of feeling the audience. That's amazing. Stu McLaren just connected us too because he wants to see her on more stages. So that's funny that you say her. That's that's cool. Hey, so with so much emphasis on an online world, like online's powerful and we, we all know that and we all agree with that. But why are live events so important? Connection to your tribe, 100%. They can, you know, there's one thing about the, the video, you and I, and, you know, we've met in person and it's just different. The connection's different in person. There's physical touch, there's a hug, there's a handshake, there's exchange of, let's go have a meal together, just whatever. You, and then the other thing that's valuable besides the connection between the audience and the speakers and stuff like that, and Shalene and I, as the people that put it on, is the people, the other tribe members connect with each other. Mm-hmm. So they see that they're all common and there's a great bonding. And there's a reason why on Sunday they, they leave so charged and ready to go. You know, I think uh, I would have to add to that everything you said, but it can't go on the features and benefits when you're selling an event, but it should because the most value you're going to get out of the right live events is in the elevator coming down to to step into the room on the breaks. It's the quick whispers sitting next to someone who you don't know. It's, oh, you know what? I can connect you to someone so and they're here. And you cannot underestimate the energy, the palpable energy when you put a room full of like-minded people together, many of whom are nervous and haven't maybe even attended a live event before. You, all of your synopses begin to fire. You'll have your best ideas. You'll have your most creative thinking. Um, yes, your brain will feel like it's about to explode. That in and of itself is a must. Mm. And I got I, I got goosebumps still thinking about what you said earlier on in the show too, Shalene. Like I have been to four day events that were more beneficial to my life and education than four years of college. Like I really can think of a couple of events where those four days served me more powerful than the education that I got in four years in college. And so Heck yeah. I can't. I can't forget about that. Hey, last question as part in the green room. So tell us this is inside the green room with Pete Vargas. I love green rooms. We take the green room on the road all across the world. We'll actually be together in London and we're taking inside the green room live inside of his green room. So we'll be doing this live from London. So we'll get you to come back on on that show. But what is a cool experience that you think, man, man, this was a really cool green room experience for me. Well, I have to share my absolute favorite one was I just did the Kajabi event and they took their green room to another level. They had uh, professional makeup and hair in, but just in the most beautiful setting, music, food, um, lots of tables and it's set up. So it didn't, a lot of times, People have all those things, but it doesn't feel intentional. They've just kind of thrown things into a room and here's where all the speakers can go. You know, put your bags over here on the floor. Like it was, 
you really felt like a VIP in this room. And, you know, I've done a lot of TV when you're, there's a big difference between doing a big network green room. It's so nice versus, you know, a little cable station. And if you take care of your speakers, if you think about everything they could possibly need, if you start to think about not just taking care of your attendees, but if you take care of your speakers, your speakers can have a better opportunity to take care of your audience. And, you know, so have everything they could possibly need, adapters, hairspray, full-length mirrors, um, just anything you could possibly think of. Have that in your green room so that they don't have to scramble and be nervous just before they hit the stage, like fashion tape and um, extra batteries, like all the little things. If you can make a huge list of that and that's backstage, your speakers will thank you for it. That's amazing. Yeah, I love that. Were you going to say something, Brett? Yeah, I just the other thing that happens in the green room that's magical is that you get to spend time with some incredible people. And literally, I walk around with my journal and notebook, and I literally will have four to five like seriously impactful conversations that turn our business, add zeros mm-hmm. to our business mm-hmm. for sure. And you got to be willing in the green room to go up to people and, and talk to them. And, you know, don't go talk to the speaker right before they go on stage, but after they're done and, you know, just to network with the, the networking in a green room is amazing. Yeah. I love that. I mean, that's the, Hey, you know, inside the green room community, like, that's why we want you in the green room. It's those experiences that are so powerful. And then you get to go on stage and serve their audience and just deliver the goods. And so final thoughts that you would give, and maybe we divide and conquer here, or maybe you both speak to both of them. What would you say to the event hosts that are listening? And what would you say to the speakers that are listening inside the green room? Um, event hosts that are listening, I would say um, start early looking for venue. Make sure that you exhaust all your your options and, you know, walk the property and review the contract big time. And to speakers, if there's a a stage that you want to get on or someone you want to connect with, do so as their fan, support them, show up to their events, you know, be of service to them long before, fill your well before you're thirsty. If that helps, because think about it, the people that you want to give opportunities to are the people who are your fans. Like, you know, we just, we want to lift others up always, but the first people you want to lift up are the people who've been great to you and are fans of yours. You know what I mean? Like, that's really important is just network and connect and show up instead of forcing yourself and how great you are because everybody's great. You know what I'm saying? Like, so we need a relationship. That's incredible. Hey, thank you, Brett and Shalene Johnson. It's been such an honor getting to interview you two on Inside the Green Room. Thanks so much for being with us today. Thanks, Pete. Thanks, Pete. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Wow. Inside the green room. That was really taking you inside the green room and giving you some incredible insights. I always learn from our guests and I've been learning for 15 years. And for all of you that are running events out there, some of my biggest takeaways, and I I would love to know what your biggest takeaway from this episode was, but Shalene has done an incredible job of making an experience out of her events. Like, what are you doing right now to create experiences within your events? It's not just about the teaching. There is so much data out there that shows if you just teach, 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 not only do people walk away feeling overwhelmed, a lot of the times they don't actually retain it. So what is the experience that you can do to get them to retain it? For her, that was dancing and you know getting them up off their feet and doing a whole lot of activity. What is that for you? The second big takeaway for all of you event producers, and this is one that I'm going to implement at our next live event, is a text message. 
having your audience send a gratitude text message to someone who made it possible for them to be in your room, a spouse, a loved one, a family member, a friend. But I love that. And then what Brett shared with us around the whole whining and dining effect and making sure you are protected and not getting caught up in the allure of the wine and dine effect that venues will take you through in order to try to get your business. But then when you read the fine print, most of the time, what they talked about isn't in there. So make sure that you're really, really careful. For all of you speakers out there, you know, one of the things that I don't care if you are a man or a woman, you have to put yourself out there. I asked Shalina a topic that I'll probably ask a lot of my guests is why are there not more powerful women on stages? And uh, she let us know. It's like, you've got to put yourself out there and you've got to really develop this craft. I hope that story that I shared really, really resonated with you. And then obviously the big misconception. And I love, 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 love this one. And this is for all of you out there that might not be a New York Times bestselling author. You might not be famous. You might not have this big notoriety. The major misconception that they only hire big names or experienced speakers. Actually, that wasn't the case for Shalina Brett. They love to find the next great speaker. They love to find the diamond in the rough. And for many of you that are listening to this today, that is you. That's who you are. And now it's a matter of just beginning to put yourself out there and really beginning to approach these events, having some type of predictable campaign that allows you to reach out proactively so that you can begin to land stages. So what an incredible episode. I loved the episode, um, you know, just blown away by it. Wherever you're listening today, I just so appreciate your time and allowing me to speak and really interview such powerful people where at the end of the day, my hope and desire is that, is that it's helping serve you, serve your events, serve your speaking. And so the biggest thing that you can do for us is subscribe to Inside the Green Room on whatever platform you're on and make sure to leave us a review. Until next time, it's Pete Vargas III signing off. This episode is brought to you by Smart Life Push Journal. Write that down, smartlifepushjournal.com. It's a system I created over five years ago, which to date has helped over a half a million people accomplish their goals, become more productive, healthier, and happier in the process. It revolves around the push goal principles. Now, if you don't know what a push goal is, no problem. The Smart Life Push Journal will actually walk you through the process of finding yours, creating it, and then accomplishing that goal and all the others on your list in less than 90 days. I've taught this system for countless years, and while it works for anyone who does it, it was difficult to help people develop the habit of just creating a push goal and then accomplishing two to three 10-minute tasks each day around their push goal. Like, that seems like common sense, and, and you know that if you just do a few things each day towards your big goals that they're going to happen, but how do we make that a habit? Well, my 90-day goal-setting system revolves around a physical journal that turns that concept into a habit. Now, if you're looking for one of those really fancy, pretty journals that, you know, has your whole year, plus your electricity bill, plus all of your birthday cards, and it's so big and so cumbersome, you can barely carry it around. This is not your journal. 
I've designed this journal because I was a journal junkie. I went through hundreds of journals. I tried to create my own. I played with apps. But after looking at the neuroscience behind physically writing out these tasks, after spending so much time trying to figure out complicated day tracking journal systems and realizing I was spending more time putting on fancy borders and tapes and colors, it just dawned on me. My whole purpose is about simplicity. Like, let's make things simple. Fewer decisions, fewer distractions, a lightweight, easy to carry with you, portable journal. It's a 90-day goal-setting system where you'll set goals to accomplish in the next 90 days, and then you pluck away at them 30 days at a time. So you don't carry around with you a journal that holds a year's worth of information or even 90 days. You carry around 30 days at a time. And that's important because in my study and in working with hundreds of thousands of people just like you, I found that things come up that change your goals, that change your direction. Life throws you curveballs and you need that fluidity. At the same time, you need accountability. It's like walking around with a life coach in your bag, in your purse, in your hand. You'll always have it with you. That was key. Because if you don't have it with you, then your goals, your dreams, and the tasks that you need to accomplish in order to master your goals are out of sight, out of mind. It's simple. It's fast. It does two things. It helps you track your health and fitness, which also includes your diet, nutrition, your sleep, all things that make you better, healthier. And it helps you track your day, your life. So you intertwine both business and personal. This is for the stay-at-home mom. This is for the entrepreneur, the network marketer. This is for the college student. This is for the person whose dreams are so big, they don't have time to turn their day planner into another cumbersome, huge, overwhelming project. It's simple. And it also includes a complete video series that teaches you how to use a journal. Because if you're like me, I don't like to read instructions. But how you use this journal is what makes it so amazing. I hope you'll check it out and learn more by going to smartlifepushjournal.com.